Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Sunday morning. All right, it's uh, 5 o'clock here in the Bayou City. Uh, last day of the fishing show. Here's your lineup for the seminars today. Uh, coming up at 11 o'clock this morning, you got Richard Penny and Daniel Hayes talking about kayak saltwater fishing. And then 11.45... You have Captain Sally Black, uh, secret tactics for trophy trout in Baffin Bay. And then 1230, our one and only, the Rich, Richard Tosh, the fish dude. We're talking about freshwater fishing techniques. You know what all he does, just a little bit of everything. Then at 1.15 p.m., David Dillman, fishing Galveston Bay. And then at 2 o'clock, you got Tommy Easel. Or Ezel, probably Ezel, crappie fishing on Texas lakes. And then 2 p.m., you got the kids' fishing clinic with all that free tackle and stuff they get. And then finishing it off at 2.45, you'll have Captain Sharkey, Michael Marquez, with Outcast Charters. He'll be doing inshore and offshore smackdown in G-Town, he says. So that's, that's where it's at. Anyway, uh, Jake, were you able to get Lynn? If not, uh, we'll uh, roll with open lines. Anyway, all right, looking at weather real quick. Uh, Galveston Channel, that wind's picked up a little bit down there. They're calling for it to be about 20 to 25 today. Right now it's north-northeast, 16 to 20, 42 degrees down there, Eagle Point. It's 40 degrees with uh, north wind. North winds at 14 to 17, and in Morgan's Point, it's 13 to 15. So a uh, little breezy. Nothing like yesterday, though. Certainly not. All right. 
Well, let's check in with old Lynn Smith this morning. Good morning, Lynn. How you doing, buddy? Good, good. Been at the uh, fishing show the last couple of days. Yeah, and, uh, I knew you were going to be there Friday and Saturday. Were you there yesterday? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Yesterday oh. was Saturday, wasn't it? It was a pretty good show. Pretty good show. Yeah, it looked kind of uh, crowded. It usually is on Saturdays. Oh yeah, yeah. It was it was really crowded. And well, that's uh, good. That's, yeah, had a good crowd. Uh, saw a lot of my old customers and and uh, made contacts with some new ones. So uh, good. Yeah, good. I did a seminar yesterday, and it was it was a good crowd. It was pretty much packed. So um, great. That was good. It was, uh, it was a good deal. Awesome. And, uh, yeah. So I'm, we're pretty much through on the hunting situations on the ranch. So uh, I'm ready to get back on the water and uh, start fishing now. Yeah. Ready to get back out there. Well, spring's trying to kick in. I know it. It's trying. But old man winter keeps uh, knocking us back a little bit, but. Anyway. Well, it, uh, it just won't won't quit, will it? No, nah, it won't. We, uh, we had a really funny situation down there at the ranch. Uh, one of the guys uh, was down there taking out some of the hog gunners. We had some hog gunners come down, and uh, so they were they were he was taking them out, putting them on some hogs, and, and uh, running down this one Sendera, and uh, out walked a black bear. Oh, so we got got black bears coming out, coming up from Mexico. Well, they're getting more prevalent in South Texas. You know, Blaine's been they've been spotting a few down his way, too. Yes, they are. You know, on game cams and stuff. That's crazy. No, and you can't shoot it. one in the state of Texas. And uh, I hope uh, we'll get too many of them because all they do is they tear up a lot of stuff. Right. So that's that's not good, but uh, you know, of course, we don't want to shoot them. But uh, anyway, the game wardens say you know that uh, if you shoot one, it's like a fourteen thousand dollar fine. So oh yeah, you don't want to shoot one, and they want to yeah, they want to repopulate. So, but uh, that was a bit that was a pretty interesting thing. See a see a black bear in George West Texas. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, <laughs> you don't hear that every day, buddy. No, uh-uh, not at all. But boy, I've been I've been fighting the sinuses. I'll tell you, man. These hey, I'm I've got it so bad, Lynn. Uh, I've had it for about four days, and it's really breaking loose this morning. That medicine I've been taking, and uh, oh yeah, I'm able to go maybe one minute without coughing or sneezing or having to blow my nose it's finally breaking loose and i'm getting rid of it i feel better today than i have in three or four days but man it's going around dog yeah i did too i feel a little better this morning so um hopefully hopefully i'll get rid of it this week but um every fishing show everybody gets sick yeah yeah i need to get rid of it and get back on the water Breathe some salt air, that might help. Yeah, that might. But um, anyway, it was a it was a good show, and and uh, like I said, I made a lot of new contacts, and uh, 
a lot of old contacts. Right. So saw a lot, saw a lot of old friends. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed the show. Did you, uh, you were where at the Laguna booth, didn't you say you were going to be at? What's that? Didn't you say you were at the Laguna booth? Yeah, I was in Laguna Lagoon Rod. Laguna Rod, yeah. Yeah. And boy, I tell you what, those rods are selling like hotcakes. They, uh, yeah, I was going to ask you that if they were selling any. Yeah, they were. And uh, they were they were coming out of that booth, I'll guarantee you. That's a good rod. And uh, so they uh, they were plenty busy. Yeah. Well, that's and, good. Uh, I had... Uh, in fact, a couple of friends of mine from Port Connor showed up and bought several rods. So that was good. And uh, Tommy never made it. Never made it to the show. He didn't. He, uh, he texted me and said he wasn't going to make it. So I hate that. I, I was looking forward to seeing him, and a lot of people were. But he didn't. He got other. He had other plans. So yeah, he, he didn't make it down. But uh, but anyway, it uh, it would have been good to see him for sure. Yeah, always. Oh yeah, for sure. But uh, I'll be heading back to POC today and uh, and get back in the groove. But I'm gonna wait till it warms up a little bit. Yeah, we're supposed to get a really good warming trend this week. Well, I sure hope so. Yeah, me too. I'm ready. Yeah. Ready for Morning. some nicer weather. Yeah. What's the uh, water temp? Do you know? It's been hovering around 60. Yeah. I sure like to see it around 60. That'd be nice. Yeah, it it uh, it dropped down a little bit with this front. Most everything this morning was around 56 to 57 degrees, you know. Yeah. But it'll it'll warm up nice this week. That ought to kick the drum run off and everything else too. Huh. Well, it'll uh, it'll get there sooner or later if we ever quit getting these fronts. I know. But uh but yeah, I'm uh, I'm ready for it too. I'm with you, buddy. I am ready. And you know it's just it's just crazy. I mean, we've got to we've got to get back out there, start start beating them up. That's all there is to it. Have you uh, you, know, you been at the, the show talking? What's that? The reports I'm getting. I mean, uh, some guys are catching some pretty good trout. And, mm-hmm. uh, so, you know, we we've got some pretty good trout reports showing up. So, that's a good thing. And. Uh, of course, they're they're catching around some deeper holes and such as that. So, so uh, I might just get back out there and, and hit some of my favorite spots and uh, and see what's uh, see what's there. But uh, and I'm sure uh, I'm sure there's some good fish being caught in POC. There's no doubt. We'll see. Yeah, the guys that know what they're doing and where to go and what to throw, they're probably you know they they got them dialed in. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But I sure like going to that fishing show and find out what's new in the way of baits and mm-hmm. and uh, you know what everybody's catching them on and what colors. 
there's always some new bait, you know, and everybody's throwing it. And uh, you, you got you got to leave with a new bait. And it never fails. You, know? <laughs> yeah. you never have too much bait. I've got just, oh, I'm like you probably. I've got drawers and drawers of soft plastics. I'll, I'll never, never run out of soft plastic. Never. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm with you. <laughs> I know the drill. And I... And I've toned it down a lot. I've I've given a lot of that stuff away and passed it on and just, uh, you know. Oh, yeah. Just... But, uh, but, you know, we just, we're suckers. I mean, we get, we get caught up in it, too, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but uh, heck, I, I see something that looks really good. I've got to have it, you know. Got to have it. I'm with you. And if it doesn't work like you want or you don't like like the way it fishes, you know, you just discard it and move on to the next one. I mean, it's uh, it's what we've done for years and years. Did, did, did you get any feedback on what people felt about the trout limits whatsoever? I had a lot of feedback on it, uh, you know, pros and cons. and uh, But the one thing everybody wants to know is when is it going to go into effect? Yeah, that's the big question. I mean, here it is. It's almost March, and they've they hadn't given us a date. No, uh, everybody, nobody knows. And uh, I've heard, <laughs> I've heard anywhere from March to September. So, you know, give me a date. Uh, uh, you know, I'd, I'd sure like to know. Sure, all of us would. You bet. Yeah. And and the biggest feedback I think I had. Was people were more concerned about the thirty-inch trout maximum. Uh, I think, I think, uh, I, I kind of agree with that. Uh, I think it'd been better if uh, the maximum would have been a twenty-eight. Uh, you know, people fish all their life and never catch a fish, never catch a twenty-eight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and. Uh, <clears throat> You know, a 28-inch trout is, is a real trophy for somebody. And uh, Sure it is. I know I had, uh, I was telling somebody yesterday, I said I had a one of my customers out of Bryan College Station. Uh, he got remarried, and and uh, we were going in the surf, and, and his new bride was sitting next to me and uh, on the console there, and we were going out. She said, you know, I've never caught a keeper trout. I caught a lot of trout, but never caught a keeper. And I said, really? I said, well, you know what? You're going to catch a keeper today. And she said, really? You think so? I said, oh, I know so. And boy, the surf was hot. And, you know, we were hammering them. And uh, first trout she put in the box was, was 28 inches. The wow. first one. And I told him, I said, look, you're going to have to have this trout mounted for her. You know what I mean? She may never in her life ever no. catch another trout that big. And he said, hell, I've been fishing all my life, and I've never caught one that big. There you go. So he had it mounted for her. But awesome. I think that's a that's a true trophy for a lot of people, you know. And I think that would be that would be a good trophy. Yes, but they, but they pushed to, it to 30. Yeah, but to catch a 30-inch fish... Uh, that's a, that's an ungodly trophy. 
Yeah, it is. Yeah, you start Not busting 30 people. inches, you're, you're on something big time. Yeah. Not many people have caught a 30-inch trout. No. You know. No, they haven't. They really well, haven't. And uh, a lot of it has to do with where you fish, too. Sure. You know? True. But, uh, I mean. Well, Lynn, do you, uh, do you feel like talking anymore or do you need to hang up? I know you don't feel too good. Just let me know yeah, before I'm I go to this I'm break. Kinda, I'm kind of downed here. Yeah, you sound it. I know. I'm, I'm in the same boat, brother. Well, hey, throw out a number. Somebody wants to call you about coming fishing with you. Okay. Yeah, they can reach me at uh, 361-935-6833. And uh, right, I'll buddy. feel feel better next week. That's for sure. Yeah. Because boy, I'm, I'm pumping the antibiotics to me, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely feel better. But uh, yeah, get some get some rest, man. That rest will kill it. That's best thing. Oh for yeah. It. Oh All yeah. All right, buddy. Well, I hate that you got sick. I'm glad to talk to you, and you have a good weekend. What's left of it, buddy? Okay. I'll feel Thanks, Lynn. Next week. All right, buddy. All right. See Thank you. Me. All right, that's Captain Lynn Smith. Had no idea he was sick, but, uh, hey, we're going to go ahead and open these phone lines up since Lynn can't talk anymore. So if you want to call in, I'd be, love to hear from you. 713-572-4610. Give us a call. We'll take you right away. But first, I need to tell everyone about Boyd's One Stop. They're the home of the supercharged, super slimy powerhouse croakers. They're located right at the base of the Texas City Dyke at 227 Dyke Road. And if you're looking for quality live bait for your next fishing trip, Look no farther than Boyd's from their tanks to your live well. That bait's as good as it can possibly be, and there's no better way to live your bait than with their oxygen response system. You can check out all their bottles on display. They have them there at the store. Whether you're looking for new regulators, diffusers, they've got it all there. They refill your bottles. No better way to live your bait or your tournament fish. Call Jason for more information at 281-701-8107. And when you're there, check out all their Wide selection of wild-caught guff shrimp. No farm raised at Boys. Looking for the big U10s and 912s, 1518s. They always have them and uh, great prices. 409-945-4001 or BoydsOneStop.com. And when you go by and see the good folks at Boyd's, please tell them Captain Mickey sent you. Big John. Big John. Every morning at the mine you could see him arrive He stood six foot six and weighed 245 Kind of broad at the shoulder and narrow at the hip And everybody knew you didn't give no lip to Big John Big John Big John Big Bad John Good morning, welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show I love that song. Always have since I was a kid. That uh, that was a good one, Jimmy Dean. <laughs> All right, I've well, got a couple of callers here hanging on. Let's get to them. Let's go to John and Dayton first. You're up first. Good morning, John. What's up? Oh, I was just <laughs> laughing at that lady's first fish it was a 28 inch bass. Yeah. Went, uh, I, I had a friend of mine. He, a couple of friends of mine that are big saltwater fisherman and I'm a big bass fisherman or used to be. Right. Yeah. He wanted to meet down at the surf down there, Bolivar. He had a spot, favorite spot. And I got there a little late. I couldn't find it. I got there a little bit late. Walk out to him while he's out. I think we're on the second floor. I don't think we made it to the third. 
but he's catching some fish out there. And I walked up there and said, you know, what are you throwing? And I got all rigged up. And, and I'm about maybe 10 feet from him, you know, trying to get away from him, but I'm uh-huh. still casting. First fish I catch, he's been out there probably an hour now. Right. First fish I catch, 32 inch speck out there. My God! And, you know, <laughs> I still don't understand. I, uh, the whole time he wouldn't hardly talk to me the rest of the day. He was the man. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I never really—it never crossed my mind that that's uh, you know uh, maybe the biggest speck I ever catch. You know, I took it back and uh, cleaned it, and ate it. You know? Oh man! Didn't have, a, didn't have a clue what I was what I was into, you know. You didn't know what you had, buddy. No, didn't know. You know, I just, um, I'm, once I've figured this out now, I'm just, yeah, I can kick myself. Well, that's like me. I've been fishing all my life for speckled trout. I mean, I've just been a, you know, just a trout snob my whole life. And I've got one fish I caught over 32, and I caught that at Sabine. It was 32 and a quarter, and I let it go. And uh, I shouldn't have had. I should have put that on the wall. I'm I'm not very smart. But that's, yeah, you know. I'm not it. That, well, I've never run into that because I'm such a, uh, I guess I'm a bad saltwater fisherman. I don't know. I just have bad luck saltwater. But I go to the lake and, you know, catch bass all day, you know. Right. For some, some reason, I I had never because I, I don't do it enough. I hadn't done it enough. But right. Well, that's something else, right there. Thirty-two inch or first first cast. That's crazy, man. He he's probably still mad at me. I would be too. <laughs> no, I'd be glad for you if you caught one like that next to me. At least I know I was standing yeah. in the right ones anyway. <laughs> Pretty good. Well, I, I enjoy your show. I'm well, thank you, John. Of, getting off of graveyards and always keep your weight going home on the weekend. There you go, bud. Well, rest up. I know about them graveyard shifts. They ain't no fun. Yeah. All right. You have a good one. Hope you but get a man's got to make a living. All right, buddy. John, That's thanks it. for the story. We'll see you, man. All right. All right. Later. All right, next up, let's go to Daryl in Rosenberg. Good morning, Daryl. What's up? How you doing, buddy? Doing good, uh, man. I was saying, uh, you know, I, I know how you feel about the cage hunts where you pay to go in and, and a fence to hunt. Uh, what do you think about that compared to that live scope, why there's not that many fish anymore? What would you say? Oh, you're kind kind of comparing high fence hunting to uh, live scope right. fishing, right? Well, you know, it kind of depends. I was thinking about on, that. It's mm-hmm. you know we have we have limits for a reason, you know, to keep us from over har- harvesting our fisheries. It it does make it easier. I I think it's a great concept for like crappie fishing, you know, brush pile fishing, and these right. guys can ease up to a brush pile and they can see. Mm-hmm. where those fish are or if they're in there tight or they're outside the edges of it and what depth they're at and know how far to drop down their jig or their minnow, you know, to catch crappie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's really changed bass fishing. Uh, 
and maybe not for the better. I mean, it's it's helped the uh, inferior, you know, the guys that are not so good uh, target bass like on deep structure like that, like you're talking about. I mean, there's pros mm-hmm. and cons to it, but I mean, if you're a a big time pro and in a tournament, mm-hmm. I mean, there's nothing left for the imagination anymore. I mean, it's just. Uh, <laughs> It's like looking at your computer screen and, and fishing off of that. I, I mean, basically, that's what it is. Yeah, because I've, I've, I've seen people come in and say, I fish for a fish, you know? They don't mm-hmm. care. And that's what I was thinking about about that, you know, because, you know, there's, there's good people and there's, and there's the wrong people, right? Well, that's right. We, unfortunately, that's a, the life we live these days. you got some that... Uh, yeah that don't want to conserve or abide by the rules and others that do. So, you know, that's, well, that's kind of in every walk that, of life. The ones that do abide by the rules, I'm, I'm happy for them. I'm glad for them. I'm, right. But, but I was just thinking about the comparison of it, you know. Yeah. But anyway, I was, just, I was just wondering what your thought shot was about it, you know. Man, it just, uh, I don't, personally, I don't have a live scope. Don't really care yeah. to have one. I I fish with my eyes and my nose and my ears for the yeah, type of fishing I, I, I do. And I go when I when I do go, I, I just fish for the fun, you know. Yeah, and and you know yeah. I I read the signs, you know. I, I've all that's one of my benefits. I've always been real good at is being able to to read right, the water right. real well, and uh, but you know I'm not a real deep structure fishing kind of guy anyway. You know, right. I like to fish flats and drop-offs and, you know, reefs and 8 and 10 feet of water, that kind of stuff. But I don't need a live scope to be able to find fish there. That's what my lure and my, my hands are for. I'll find them. I'll figure yeah. it out. Well, I grew up, grew up in the San Antonio Bass Club, and my favorite lake was Falcon. And we mm. pull out there to a, to a point or, a, you know, stick up, and that's what I throw at. <laughs> right. You fish the structure. the best. The visible structure, yes. Yeah. Well, yeah it's okay, all changed, buddy. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> and some well, you of it's not for the better. Care. Okay, Daryl, right. thanks for the call, bud. All, all right, right, buddy. Take care. See ya. All right. That, uh, you know, you can see his point. A lot of a lot of people uh, feel the same way he does. And uh, it's just things are different now. I don't, I don't know whether we're headed in the better direction or the worst direction, but it's uh you know we're seeing it you know fishery wide whether it's fresh or salt water you know these species are uh we definitely have a decline and it's uh it's just different now people are more i mean you can go down and buy a new uh you know chip and put it in your bottom machine and it gives you a, a complete diagram of a lake or whatever body of water you're fishing every piece of structure known to man and uh, it eliminates a lot of trial and error fishing. Instead of learning it like we did back in the old days, you know, we, did, we didn't have all this stuff, man. We had a compass and uh, lucky to have a bottom machine. We kind of knew how deep it was just by trial and error, just learning it the hard way. And uh, we didn't have a spot on a screen that we could go to that uh, your GPS would tell you, hey, that you know, this is a hot spot for trout and we're going to go fish this reef and we just we basically found all this stuff on our own and uh just fished it out we eliminated all the bad stuff and you know registered in our head all the good places 
that were, you know, fish haunts that held held fish. And it uh whole different deal now. It's uh and really like now, you know, with somebody with a GPS and they and these these new guys, they know how to work all these electronics. I mean they're they're computer savvy. And the bad thing about it is if I'm uh out in the middle of nowhere, say like on an old uh you know, an old wellhead that they pulled up but I have that spot marked, and I know where it's at. If I'm sitting on it and catching fish, somebody can just pull up to me and punch a button on their GPS and lock it in. It's gone. You thought it was secret, but it's not anymore. Once one guy finds it, then it just escalates. It just gets worse. And uh, that's the pressure that these fish get. You know, everybody gets them located and locked in, and they can return. And even though the limit's only five a day, but if you uh, have a, you know, if you're a guide and you have a party and you got four people, that's 20 fish a day you can go pull off his spot. I mean, not counting other people doing the same thing, but just you yourself. I mean, you you can watch it. I mean, the f- size of the fish will just continue to go down the more you hit this spot and catch them until they all turn into dinks and all undersized, immature fish, so. It's, uh, you know, in comparing it to a high fence like that, I mean, you know, I've, I've hunted some high fence ranches and it's not a canned hunt by any means. I mean, they're able to raise these deer inside there. I mean, my biggest complaint with, uh, high fences that are so vast across the state now, we don't, we're not able to spread those native deer genetics around like we used to during the rut. And, uh, you're pretty much, uh, you know, spending a lot of money raising your own deer, the kind of deer that you want to shoot. They're not, uh, you know, you buy them from Canada and everywhere else, bring these gene pools in here inside of a high fence. There's still wild deer in there. I mean, it, you can't walk up to them and feed them corn out of your hand. It's not like that by any means, but they are trapped in a thousand acre area and, uh, they're easier to hunt because they have nowhere to go they can't move but deer are kind of territorial anyway from what i've seen even with low fence hunting which what i do 99.9 percent of the time and uh i've seen deer reappear when i the same deer that i saw five years ago by markings on him or just by the his horn configuration and things like that and they are pretty much territorial and uh and and fish are too so to speak you know especially in saltwater here we have a lot of resident fish that i mean they they hardly leave where you know we've seen that with tagging programs you know we've seen a fish tagged on one reef and four years later he's caught and he's on the same reef same time of the year and you know you have surf you know the tide runners that come in and go out and then you have the resident fish that never leave unless they're just completely flushed out like we saw in Harvey. That's what hurt us the worst. But anyway, that's, uh, there's pros and cons to all, all of it. You know, everybody has their own opinions about it, but, uh, as long as we have the product, that's all I care about having the resource to fish and hunt. And we have to conserve and be smart minded about it. We don't end up like the American bison, you know, the buffalo wiped out. 
All right. Well, it's time for a break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, it's 537 here in the Bayou City. Let's get to a couple more callers here. Uh, Patrick from Mayton. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Mickey. What's up? Hey, uh, man, I was just calling in, man, and I catch your show every morning going into work. Uh, and I was like, man, you know, let me give him a call, man. I really wanted to talk about that uh, uh, that, that trout limit, man. Uh, what I thought about it, I thought uh, I wanted to bring up what you think about it. Uh, that uh, that uh, all, all those uh, commercial fishermen they're putting a big hit on the on the trout also, and the Who's that? redfish and the trout, the big what commercial, commercial fishermen, uh, the, uh, the the shrimp boats and stuff like that. What do you think no, about that? Do you think let that? me let me stop you there because there's not any commercial fishing for trout or redfish anymore. There hadn't been for years and years. They eliminated it back oh. in the gillnet days. And uh, okay. oh. as far as shrimpers, we don't even have any shrimpers anymore, Patrick. I mean, it's a okay. buyback program and the cost of you know fuel and everything, and it's just. Uh, farm-raised shrimp that's drove those guys out of business i mean there's nothing left like that to detriment the resource oh okay okay yeah yeah i, I, don't I, have thought, any of that. I thought about it yeah i thought about it i was like maybe that maybe that's one of the problems also you know i just, I, I, didn't, I didn't know that that would it, it didn't exist anymore yeah um, it's uh yeah it's 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 minute now i mean back I mean, not even that many years ago, 15-plus years ago, opening day of shrimp season on May 15th, there'd be, man, there'd be at least 500 shrimp boats dragging in all of Galveston Bay system. And uh, it's not like that anymore. I think three years ago, they did, TPNW did a survey. They did a flyover of the entire Texas coast on opening day, and there was like 47 boats for the entire Texas coast that were shrimping in inshore waters. So, I mean... We used to have that many in Jack's pocket at one time, <laughs> one area. Yeah, yes, sir, yes, sir. So uh, those, those fish we got hit with Harvey. Um, do you think yes. we ever get back the 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 the, the commodity, uh, the resources to get them back in there? The fish. We could if we could uh, change our habitat, you know, and our environment. Yes, sir. I think uh, probably eighty percent of our. Uh, fish population problem is from water quality environment and uh, loss of habitat. I mean, Galveston Bay's lost over 20,000 acres of oyster beds, and that was our mm-hmm. prime habitat for our fishery was oyster beds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Then, then you add all the fishing pressure to it, even though, you know, five mm-hmm. fish per person doesn't sound like much, but it, it does at the end of the year when you take of all the thousands of boaters that that just caught a handful of them that adds up into big numbers you know especially if you add the poundage of the weight that even makes it look worse look worse than the numbers do so that's uh it's a lot of combinations but you know just uh restricting the fishermen is not going to solve the problem not in my books my opinion that's just my opinion but uh 
we've got other avenues that need to be taken. But when you live on the, you know, in the area of the fourth largest city in the in the country, I mean, yeah. money and commerce and business is going to dictate. I mean, the the fisheries just uh, they don't care about that like we do. Yes, sir. Yeah, I, I, I was raised in Baytown. Uh, Were you? My whole life. Baytown my whole life, yes, sir. Hollins, Hollins, yeah. Texas, okay. you know. And sure. I, and me and my grandfather, my grandfather, we fished all, I fished, I'm 40, 49 years old, and we fished all our life on, on um, I fished all my life up and down the bay, freshwater and saltwater. And, um, yeah, it was the fear, uh, were, were much, were much, much uh, more, um, uh, more plentiful back then than I see now that I'm getting right. old now. And uh going to these spots and me and my grandfather we used to used to get good get fish at we're not seeing the quality of fish there anymore. No. Yeah, I, yes, I agree a hundred percent, buddy. Yes sir. Yes sir. Uh, also I wanted to uh, me and my buddies were thinking about uh at work we were talking and it was like, hey, there's gonna be a whole bunch of guys gonna get mad at that and the three trout limit and they're gonna start selling boats and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> I said, well, well, I said I don't know about that. Uh, it's always freshwater. You know, you can go catch it twenty-five. Well, next thing you know, they're gonna move it to freshwater too. You know, I, right. said, I don't know about freshwater. You know. Well, the meat, the meat haulers, the guys that have to have all those fish, they're they're definitely gonna change. They're gonna they're gonna go to different areas. Louisiana will get a lot of pressure from our area. People just drive over there and go fish. You know, Calcasieu and Sabine, where they can keep big numbers of fish. And we even saw that in the flounder run. You know, when we started restricting our flounder over here, I mean, look at the the pounding and the detriment to their flounder resource. They don't, I mean, though, that Sabine was a big time flounder fishery, and it's not even half of what it was back in the day, not even that many years ago. So, you know, in freshwater, you can catch 25 white bash, you can catch 25 crappie. 25 catfish yeah. <laughs> or if you go to livingston you can catch 50 i think so it's uh yeah I think it might I change think change things but you know the the tried and true trout and red fishermen that have always been there they'll they'll go with the flow there they don't have a problem with it it's it's the outing man it's just going and doing it and catching them and doing your thing yeah my, my friend he, he's a guy he's a starter he's been maybe about six years doing it but he was like, man, it's going to hurt my business. You think because the nah. guys are not going to be able to catch it? I, said, I, don't, I don't think know. it will. I don't, I don't think so. They already yeah. did a test run on it, three trout limits all down south from Matagorda down, and it didn't hurt those guys' business whatsoever. People kept fishing. That's great. I told them, well, get it this way, you let fish you clean. <laughs> well, that's true, and that's the easiest ones to clean is the trout. The ones that are hard that I hate cleaning are redfish and drum and stuff like that. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, I enjoy your show, Mickey. I'll just call it in. Okay, Patrick. Thanks for the call. You, you, learned, you, learned, you learned me something. <laughs> I learned I you know. something? All right, buddy. <laughs> yeah, good <you> deal. <laughs> All right, man. All you right. have a good Sunday, Thank Patrick. You. See you, buddy. All right. Let's go to Guitar Dave. He's been hanging on. Dave, what's up? Hey, Kevin. Hey, yeah, he tried to told you. <laughs> you know, like they say in Louisiana. <laughs> they, they always right. kind of talk backwards a little bit. No, hey. Man, I got to go Wednesday, uh, Thursday, and Friday, and got to hang with uh, Mike. Mike Jeffcoat. I talked with him for a while. The the fish dude. I got sat with him for a while, and, and uh, I had a real good time. It was man, it, you can't 
today, I'm going to go back today, but I'm going to do a slow roll around everything because I want to pick up as many coups as I can to take over here to the American Legion and, and hand them out. And then you never know who's going to be up there at the American Legion may hire one of these guides or something, you know, to go fishing. And uh, like Cowboy, I told you about one time, he always wore that uh, cowboy hat. And uh, I'm over there sweeping up, and there's about 25 people at the bar, and he points at me. You see that dude over there? I was all the way down in Venice, Louisiana with Mike Jeffcoat. And I asked him, dude, you know this crazy guy, Guitar Dave? <laughs> they all, he said they all stood up and saluted. Like, oh, yeah, man. you're world famous, Dave. You're the man. <laughs> no, hey, I'm just a character like you, me and you. Me, hey, I put my pants on one, one leg at a time every morning, you know. And I tell you what, it's just, uh, it's fun. It's it's a whole lot of fun. It gives my heart a lot of joy. And uh, especially, okay, on Wednesday, I went there on Ash Wednesday, and I went and got my ashes that morning. I'm walking around there, and there's two girls with ashes on their head. They both graduated from St. Pius, too. Yeah, but a long time after me, you know. But uh, it, it's, it's a lot of fun. And getting to go and sitting down and talking, oh, listening to the seminars, man. Oh, I was watching that one with that lady that was uh, fly fishing, and man, she she was good. And I asked her, you know, I asked her a question about, you know, since I I can't really chunk a fly rod over the top of my head that good. She goes, no, you could put your elbow in your ribs and then just kind of swing it sideways, you know, to get it out there. And I'm like, that's perfect for crappie fishing underneath willow trees or something like that, you know. But then, uh, Captain, I, I went and looked at her. Uh, she passed a box around with all the flies she had in there. And I looked in there, man, I'd hate to find something like that crawling around in my bed. You know, those, those they looked real. You know, they looked real with, real with these porcelain eyes on them and stuff like that. Modern times, man. You know, we went to the moon on reel to reel. Now they're trying to go there to digital and it's messing up. Old schools, I think, is a whole lot better, you know, than sometimes on this computer stuff that we've been getting on. So, I don't know. That's about it, Cap. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to go rest up and finish. I'm going to go clean the parking lot, get rest up a little bit, and I'm going to try to be up there at 10 and try to make the rounds up there and just shake everybody's hands and say, hey, <laughs> you know, it's, it's fun, man. I mean, it's, it's a joy to my heart. Yeah, keep going up there. You'll catch something. That uh, Lynn Smith was <laughs> sick this morning. He couldn't even talk. He was, felt so bad. He caught, he caught yeah. the crud out there, so. All right, well, Dave. Yeah, I talk. I talk with him, but I I don't have the crud. I just, man, I'm always got allergy stuff. But I mean, you know, it don't. It's not. No, you'll know bad. it when you get this stuff we got right now. That's why I hadn't been. Uh-oh, I didn't want to give it to anybody. Yeah, well, I'm glad it's I got my good. doctor. Yeah. Okay. I thank you, Captain. Hey, All I appreciate right. you. Uh, yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Let's go to Vernon. Vernon. Good morning. You're on the outdoor show. Hey, how you doing today? <laughs> good. How are you, sir? Hey. Oh, uh, what's it take to be a field reporter? <laughs> yeah, world famous. Yeah, I, yeah, that's yeah, um, Anyway, uh, <laughs> I was just joking. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I heard him say that one time, but long um, one show. But uh, whatever. <laughs> I, I, I bought a boat. that has got a Ray Marine, you know, system on it. And I don't know. You know, kind of. I'm, I'm old school, and I mean, it's pretty much no school when it comes to electronics. And right. I was wondering back back uh sometime back it seemed like you had somebody on there was giving a sh- they would tell you how to use that stuff and you know, like I'm just now trying to start using it. 
my boat, so I want to learn how. I don't want to spend a bunch of dang money on another whatever electronics. I'm not going to do that. But I, but I have a good one. I just need to figure out how to use it. Yeah. Didn't you have somebody on the show that used to have a class or something, or maybe? Yeah, Will Kirkpatrick did all that, and uh, unfortunately he passed, and we don't have Will oh. anymore. But yeah, he's he's been gone a couple of years now. But uh, no, he had a. He had a class on that that was really uh, instructional. I mean, he'd take you through everything. And best thing to do is grab one of these uh, kids these days from 12 years old, 14 years old. They'll show you every mode on that thing and how to work it all, buddy. I can promise you. My grandson's five years old. He grabbed my wife's phone and said, let me show you how to clear it. That's exactly right. Yeah. Anyway, you know Okay, well, hey, it's good talking to you. It's been a while since I've seen you. Uh, Normally, you go to the car park up in, in and out of the damn hospital, but they, they fixed everything. Thanks to you, buddy. I appreciate it. I mean, All right, buddy. Started. Hey, have a good day. Vernon, you take care, man. Good talking to you, man. All right. All right, let's see. We we caught up? Yeah, we got time for another call before the top. Somebody wants to get in, 713-572-4610. 713-572-4610, and uh, we'll get you up before the top of the hour. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I know where he's coming from. I mean, it's, you know, you look at it a different way when you're older, something new like that, and, and it uh, it's overwhelming, but it's really not. You just spend a little time with it. And, you know, it's not my favorite thing to do but man in this day and age we live in with smartphones and i mean everything's right there at your fingertips and you know you spend a little time with your just sitting your boat out there and and uh, go through all your different modes you know then and they all come with a uh you know with an instruction book and you can uh, read up on it like that while you're playing with it and uh you can actually uh if you got the numbers to your old spots you can actually bring those in and uh even you know, mark them and uh, put them into your new unit. Best thing to do is just uh, download everything off your other unit with a chip and then put it in your new one and then upload it. It's uh, it's not as complicated as you think. We just make it complicated. That's kind of kind of what we do. But uh, no, it's uh, golly, if I'd have, if I'd have had stuff like this forty years ago. It would have been mind-boggling. Man, all those worrisome days you're out there in the fog. I mean, I'm talking heavy sea fog. You can absolutely see nothing. And uh, we ran out, ran all of it on compass lines. You know, we just had it in our head, you know, headings. And that's that's how we operated. All right, let's go to George. He's up next. George, good morning. You're on the outdoor show. What's going on there, Captain? Not a lot, George. What's up with you, bud? here in east bernard this morning out on the west side out here in god's country there you go headed to the american legion post 261 to cook a few pork steaks today for a pork steak dinner pork steak dinner yep that sounds pretty good fundraiser deal they have out here at the american legion yeah i didn't expect this cold weather but man it's gonna be nice better than being hot yeah that's it's good cooking weather Especially if you're outdoors and hanging around a, a big pit. That's uh, oh, yeah. cook-off weather, man. Pit. I'm telling you. 
So what's a good word? Man, that's about it. It's it's going to warm up fairly good today. It's not going to be warm, oh, yeah, but it's, uh, it's nice. not going to be bitter or anything. Yeah. yeah. And the so wind's supposed to slack big, off. Yeah. You didn't get that big buck this year, huh? No, I didn't. I saw a big one, though. I hunted him for about four days. He had a rub and a scrape that he uh, worked on the other side of the fence from me. And he was uh, nosing the does I had over there. He was sniffing it out, but he wouldn't jump the fence. And I'm uh, I'm not going to shoot a deer on somebody else's property. That's just, you know. No, that, that ain't too good there. No, that's that's not the way it works. But if he'd have jumped that fence, he'd have he'd been on my wall right now. I promise you, it was a good one, man. It was about a six, yeah. seven-year-old, ten-point. He had everything perfect. He had that 160 look, which is a, a fine deer on a low fence. I mean, that's just. Oh, yeah. But he, he didn't commit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we hung up there in Lano, and it was just after that drought. It's just a rough year. Yeah, that's what I was hearing. I got some buddies that uh, have places up that way, you know, around uh, Maynard or Menard, whatever you want to call it, and Roosevelt, oh, yeah. out Lano way, and it, it was tough. Yep, yep. All right, well, you have a good one. We'll talk to you later. We're going to do it, man. Thanks for the call, George. You have a good Sunday, right. buddy. Yes, sir. All right. All right. Well, we're caught up. We can go to the top of the hour with the national anthem and all that good stuff today. So y'all hang with me. We'll be back right after these messages. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 